have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now? Well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website called Podmatch, where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, I want to I want to guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match. So if you want to do this, you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality. And you can sign up and do exactly that. And you can find us and you can guest on our podcast. So again, that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com. That's J-O-I-N-P-O-D-M-A-T-C-H.com forward slash reality, R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A. And you can be a guest on our podcast. Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing The Last Resort, so I know it's a little late. Um, hoping to get this to you by Sunday. We'll see how this goes, but it might be Monday. But um, we do have some hot goss. We also have some memes that we'll discuss. Um, there's not many for the last resort, just per usual, but I will still post them on the socials prior to the episode coming out, which is what we've been doing. Um, and as well as I do have something that has come out that I do want to shed some light on, um, that um, I'm recording on a Saturday, so yeah, just just recently happened. But first, let's go into the hot goss. So, we don't cover Plathfill on uh, this podcast. It was something that I was thinking about, maybe briefly talking about um, at some point, but I know this season was going to be messy. I didn't know how messy, but I knew it was going to be messy to a degree that I did not want to talk about. So I do watch though. And I think this is something that did not come as a surprise to anybody. This was kind of being talked about very hushly um, among, I think, her family. But I am talking about Olivia and Ethan. It is now confirmed that they have um, separated. So I don't know how I feel about this. I think these were two people who got married because religion says so, because you can't have premarital sex and all of that. But I do feel bad for them because I think they do love each other, but I do think that they are 
not growing together. They're going apart. Um, but she did post to her Instagram the following. Ethan and I have decided to go our separate ways. I have memories of us being 18 years old, innocently dreaming of forever. But the partner you choose is a reflection of the world you want to live in. And at 18, I didn't know who I was or what kind of life I wanted to create for myself. Seven years later, I've already begun my journey of questioning, deconstructing, and rebuilding. And I know that is a process that I will continue to prioritize throughout my life. There were good moments, and I want to remember and honor those we fell in love as children are going our separate ways as adults. Wiser, older, and braver, we will be okay. And she says, thank you for the good times, directed at Ethan, and she wishes the best for him. So this post, I will post to our socials so you can read it, um, as well as there was the post um, from Cleo in regards to her breakup with Christian that I will also post as well. I realize I haven't done that yet, but I wish the best for, for both of them in their separate journeys. Um, I just hope that, I, 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 just, I just, I don't want to get into it, but I, I hope Ethan can still stand his ground with his family if need be, but I do worry about that. So, memes, again, not much to really talk about, um, but the only one that I do want to mention here on the podcast that I think is fitting is Booze Cruise Fight Club is now open. So we'll get to it. And again, I will post everything on our socials. So before we jump into the episode, I do want to say this one thing that I think a lot of us already will know by the time this episode comes out is... Um, rest in peace to Matthew Perry. This is such a shock to, I mean, definitely the shock and it's sad. And I didn't expect it by any means. I, um, am a child of the nineties, did grow up watching friends, um, watched the entire series as an adult um, in the last couple of years, which was so great to see and saw the reunion and of the, of the cast members that happened, I believe, a year or two ago now. And uh, definitely, definitely a shock. I know he was definitely struggling with his, um, sobriety, but, um, this was definitely a shock. So I do want to put the spotlight on him for a minute. Rest in peace to him. Thank you for the laughs. Friends is something that will 
definitely live on. Um, so didn't want to say that. And, uh, you know, as a fellow Canadian, I want to put that out there. So yeah, but let's get into the reason that we are here. The last resort season one, episode 11, forgot to get the title of the episode, but I'll figure it out in time for posting the episode. Anyway, so again, I didn't cover last week's episode, kind of a lot of the same thing with Kalani and Osbelu, guys went to the strip club, Yara got mad, so kind of a lot of the same thing. So the group, excluding Kalani and Osbelu, is going to be going on a cruise. So while they're on the way of doing that, Kalani and Oswelu are going to be doing an emergency session with Dr. Jason and the other one whose name I can't remember. So Oswelu tells the um, therapist his side of things and kind of what he observed, which was him texting Kalani, finding out Kalani wasn't there. Um, he usually would bring food for her. Obviously, that didn't happen that day, and just not getting a clear idea and indication as to what was happening. Um, so that was from his side of things. So Kalani, which I didn't really particularly like, is sitting here in front of these therapists, in front of Oswalu, knowing she damn well was sneaking around and says, well, I told him I was fine. Like, nothing was going on. I was fine. I was, I was here, but then I wasn't here. And I'm like, Kalani, this is not how you handle your shit. And again, I, my thoughts are all over the place with this. And despite kind of what we know now, I know a whole lot of her things have come forward as I've discussed on this podcast. But I'm choosing right now to not bring that in here because although these things were obviously knowledge between Kalani and Oswilu, they were not knowledge to us. So at this time, I'm thinking, you know you've lied. And you're hearing Osvaldo saying that he knows something was up. And then you sit here and you say, nothing was going on. Kalani, that's not true. If you're going to ask for this emergency session, be 100% honest with him from beginning to end. Because then you're making him think he's gone crazy. And the thing is, I don't, want to call it gaslighting because this guy doesn't deserve it based on what we are finding out about him but in a sense it's it's just blatant lying and I didn't like it but that aside she then does talk about you know how she saw him deleting the messages and she said you know maybe it was completely innocent maybe there's nothing going on there but I'm tired of living my life thinking that there's something going on 
And maybe there is nothing going on, but that is where he put her. He has cheated and lied to her throughout the entirety of the relationship. And it's exhausting for the other person. And I've been through this. So I get it. When you're constantly looking over your shoulder, you know, metaphorically speaking, um, that you're you're always thinking, is he talking to someone? Is he cheating on me? And it, it never ends. It really, truly never ends. You can learn to, and again, this takes a lot of work on both ends, but if you can work on things and be better, then it can get easier. One thing can bring all of it right back, and it's exhausting. So I get it. I understand it. I just wish he didn't go about things. Because to me, I feel like, and I've said this before, I said this in a previous episode, it always feels like it's either Oswalu, Dallas, nothing else. When I want her to pick herself and her children and just heal. Because you cannot be in one relationship and heal also done that. It doesn't work. You know, you it complicates things. Not to say that it doesn't work because I'm still with that person currently that I you know, right after the the end of my marriage or the separation started, I'm still with him. But in the beginning stages of the relationship with him, I was like should I be in this relationship? Should I work on myself? Because I had so much sadness, hatred towards a man that was not the current person that I was with. But it just clouds everything. So I don't know. It's a journey that everyone needs to go through. And this is her journey to go through. But I just wish she would pick herself and not pick one man or the other. But anyway, um, so yeah, so she does talk about the messages. And then Osweilu says um, that there was nothing to it, it was innocent. And then Kalani says, because of watching you, delete these text messages, I unblocked Dallas, and he came to Florida. And I would talk about things that was my intention, but then we ended up doing, quote-unquote, other things, she says. Now you don't need to be an idiot to know what that means. Oswalu is not taking any of this well, which is Again, understandable. I would be concerned if he did <laughs> take this well. Um, but Kalani says, um, with Oswalu, it's hard 
and it's complicated and I have to fight to just get love and I don't have to do that with the other guy. And I don't think feeling loved and getting love from the person that you're with should be hard, but love is not fucking easy. It's not a cakewalk. That doesn't exist. Love is difficult. However, it shouldn't be this level of difficult that she's dealing with herself with Oswalu. And even if it did get easier, you're always in the back of your mind wondering when is the other shoe gonna drop? And you're scared to get comfortable and think, okay, things are better, things are doing good, and maybe I can start to relax a little bit because then it's over. The shoe has now dropped. So I understand. And you can only fight for so long until you're finally like, I got nothing left. And I don't. I, I, I have nothing bad to say because I've been through it. I've been through exactly what she's going through right now. Um, minus I didn't have children. And I think that was a blessing in of itself, but it's really difficult to watch a relationship end when you had absolutely no intention of our relationship ending. It's, it's difficult. And I know a lot of people who have experienced relationship demise of because of reasons like this or a marriage end for reasons like this. It's, you know, it's difficult. It's, it's liberating. It's um, when you get to the point where you feel that it's freeing, but it takes a lot of heartache before you get to that point. And I know she'll get there. I just hope she gets there for herself and her children. And that's all I care about. Anyway, then Aswelu asks her, do you want to divorce me? And Kalani nods her head yes. And yeah. And then we come back, come back from the commercial break and the one of the doctors, the, the one whose name I can't remember, mentions, and I thought this was perfect, this is why I wrote this down, someone who continuously cheats all the time, it's like a compulsion, and the person being cheated on, it's like you enter a trauma place, a trauma phase, sorry, but eventually it all comes out. It comes to a head is basically what she's saying 100%. I agree with all of it. Um, then Kalani says, it's hard to make it work. How do you go from someone being so nice to you back to someone who you're begging to be nice to you? And, of course, in this moment, he says that he regrets how he's treated her, and it's 
again, it's so frustrating and you see this so often from men in particular, but it's not just men, women too. And it's so frustrating because it's like, you know, you have a good thing in front of you. You know, you do. Yet you're willing to, I don't know, risk losing that person just so you can what? Have sex with someone who you're never possibly going to see again or who you don't give two shits about for a night? Temporarily? It's so annoying to me. Something good like this only comes around once in a while. If you ever experience that more than once, it's a fucking miracle. And you're willing to potentially ruin that. Make it make sense because I don't get it. And you also then can't sit there and say, I love this person because it's like, if that's your idea of love, I don't want it. So it's frustrating, but yeah. So now we're going to the boat take a little break and Angela tells the guys that you know she's mad about it um, about the situation with Jovi and Ed calling Michael while at the strip club and again this was obviously something we didn't discuss in the previous episode but again for those who watched the episode who didn't watch the episode Jovi, Ed, and Osweilu went to the trip club in the previous episode. Jovi calls Michael. Michael hangs up. Jovi calls him again. Michael hangs up. Michael tells Angela. My Angela gets upset and per usual. But anyway, um, so Angela tells Jovi that, you know, she was unhappy about it. And Ed as well. As being Ed, so I don't give a shit, but yeah, he she ain't happy. And Jovi says, listen, I'm gonna give Michael the benefit of the doubt here because he respected you enough to hang up the phone. He didn't engage nothing. He hung up the phone. And then Yara says, you know, I wish you would respect me that much as well, so Dun, dun, dun. Here we go. And then Jovi tells Yara to shut up because Michael is trying to say something to Jovi, yet Jovi can't hear anything because Yara's talking. So instead of saying, hold on a second, I can't hear him, he tells Yara to shut up. If my man tells me to shut up, I'm going to push you overboard. Like, what the fuck? And then kind of also preface here that we have these couples on this boat alongside with Michael. With the iPads on the stick. Anyway. But who knows? Obviously, 
this kind of pisses off Yara. And she says, if you think you can talk to me that way, no, you can't. And maybe you need to marry a stripper if you think you can. Like, what the hell? Liz is also taken very much aback because she says, you know, everyone's about how Ed speaks to me, yet Jovi spoke to Yara in that way, and it's not cool. And then, here we go. Again, trigger warning for just Ed in general here. I have to talk about him because it makes sense to what's about to happen. So, Ed then opens up his big fucking mouth and asks Yara to ask Jovi who he was texting last night. Now, the reason that Ed says that he brought this up in the first place is because Yara says to the group that well, Jovi says he was being a complete angel while you and Oswalia were acting badly. So this is why Ed is saying, so he says, this is why Ed is doing it. And then he says, like, he has some stripper in Jamaica. And then it says the one he traveled with. Jovi then explains, you know, from his perspective what happened, that he was texting her because he was under the impression she lived in Key West and wanted to find out where she was working, have a good time, basically. And then Yara, at this point, she says, I know you had feelings for her. Why would you text her? And then Ed then says, he wanted her to come out with us. And Yara says, what is so bad about your relationship that you need to talk to strippers? 100%. Listen, I don't give a shit if my man wants to go to a show club. I don't care. I don't, not that he does, but I don't care. You going and watching some girl get naked, I don't care. And I don't think that's really his thing, to be totally honest. He's kind of more of a person of, I want to see a woman get naked and then I want to have my fun with you. So I don't think a strip club is really a thing for him. I think we've talked about this before, actually, but it's not really a thing for him. But if he wanted to go to a strip club, I don't give a shit. Go have fun. I don't want you to make a habit, but go have fun. I I don't care. Just know that you're not taking any further than the strip club. Don't waste too much of your money and whatever. So I don't care. But the minute that I find out that my man is texting a stripper, me and you are going to have a fucking problem. Don't text a stripper. Why are you texting her? And I don't, I understand that he had a relationship with this person, but that feels it makes it feel so much worse. Especially when you're doing it behind your your wife's back. That's fucking weird. Um, so he says, it was just to have fun with the guys, that's all. And then Yara proceeds to throw her drink at him and walks away. 
who you want to spice up your love life, well, you can make that happen by going to Love Shop, where you can get sorts of different things, whether it's for both you and your partner, or just for yourself. For solo play, you can get things, all types of vibrators, maybe more kinky type toys, or you can just buy what every person may need, like lingerie or protection, or even just something to make it a little more fun, like games or novelty things. You can do all of this by going to Love Shop, and you can use our unique coupon code REALITYT2 to get 10% on anything your hearts desire. So that's loveshop.ca, L-O-V-E-S-H-O-P dot C-A, and use our unique coupon code REALITY2, that's R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A, and the number 2. So then Angela goes to talk to her and, you know, is comforting her, is hugging her, which is crazy to me because Angela wanted to fight her, like, in the last season that they both were a part of. Um, Yara makes it very clear that she does know who this person is. Makes it very, very clear. And admits, like I said, that he did this because Jovi wanted him to lie to Liz. And he then also felt that he was trying to take him down. Call all the way down, Ed. Please. Thank you. Yura comes back and asks to see his phone. Now, do I agree with this approach? No. Have I done something similar? Yes. Because you get to a point, especially when I trust you, I am a firm believer in me and my partner having our privacy in our relationship. We're not one in that sense. We're still two different people who, outside of our relationship, have our own lives and we respect each other and respect each other's boundaries and privacy. It's very important in our relationship, but that's also why we have such good communication with each other. It's so important. It's not easy, but it's so important. I also understand her wanting to see his phone because when you get to a point where you've broken me down, you've broken down my trust, and I'm sick of it. Show me your fucking phone. And I want to be sure that I'm not being lied to continuously by your fuckery. So I totally get why she wanted to see his phone. He, however, says no, he's not going to um, show her his phone. Yara then, he, he does say, listen, I get it. I get it, but I'm not showing you my phone, which is his decision, and she does not fight him on it. Yara then says that um, 
than at her insecurity um, has, you know, right there on the forefront, which is so sad to me because she kind of just says, what do I need to do to get you to start going to strip club? Do I need to do what they do? I don't know what they do. I've never seen what they do. I'm not from here. You just kind of see those wheels turning. It's like, Nora, you're not... And the thing that pisses me off, and it gets worse, I do have to say it gets worse, and I get very upset, but at one point he does say like how she's very conservative in her views with sex. I'm not sure what he means by this, if he means she's more vanilla than he wants her to be, or if he's just saying generally she's very conservative with things having to do with sexuality, which is partially how she was raised. But if it's the first thing that I said, Joey, there's a way to fix things like that than to go to a fucking strip club and get your jollies off by watching a woman get naked in front of you. I, I don't get the fascination of it. And I I'm not a European person raised in a conservative religious household and I still don't fucking understand it. This man has an obsession with the strip club and we knew that from moment one. So it's, it hurts my heart to kind of see her say, do, do I need to act like them to have you not go there? And it's like, you shouldn't have to do any of those things. You shouldn't. Like, yes, if you want to and spice things up once in a while, that's one thing. But you shouldn't have to change how you are as a person to make your husband not go to the strip club. Fuck him. Anyway, Jovi does apologize. But, you know, Vera doesn't want to really hear it. Then Jovian comes back and says he feels like Ed is trying to fuck him over. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, he is. Then Ed says, fucking, fucking Ed, I can't. But here we go. He literally says, why don't you tell your daughter where you were? Ed, why don't you tell your daughter where you were? Why don't you tell your daughter why you're such a piece of shit and no one likes you? Why don't you tell your daughter some of the things you've said to Liz? And then come say something. You fucking... Jovi loses his fucking mind and says, do not talk about my daughter. And is literally ready to fight him and potentially push him overboard as well. And I'd be okay with that. Then Yara says to Ed, I respect what you did, but do not bring my daughter into this. Liz is losing her because again, she is a mother. Tend to freak out this, but she is a mother. And she probably understands from a mother's or parents perspective and says, please stop talking 
he doesn't at first. And she says, shut the fuck up. Thank you, Liz. Please tell him to shut the fuck up. Because it's the thing. This man never knows when to stop. He keeps yapping like a fucking yappy fucking dog. He never stops and takes a minute and reflects. He just keeps going. He doesn't know when to stop. He's exhausting when not in a relationship with him. I don't understand how anyone's in a relationship with this person. He's fucking... How, how, how did this man cheat on his first wife? I'm really fucking curious. Because I don't get it. Ed does apologize, though. I don't even care. Yara just breaks my heart at this point. Like, I, I really feel for her. I want her to be happy. And you know what? I know this was done. This was filmed a while ago. They seem happy. So we can see on on Instagram. I loved the impersonating of Gino and Jasmine that they did on their Instagram for Halloween. They seem happy. But like this this just breaks my heart. Meanwhile, Aspelu is packing. He says he feels defeated. And we find out here that that night is going to be the last session, group session. So we're nearing the end because, again, next week or Monday is going to be the finale. So Kalani does come to talk to him and, and she gives him a hug and she tells him, I want to give you time to process but I think we should do the divorce right away. And she does ask him, like, what does he want? Which was interesting for me because I felt like in this moment, Kalani, what he wants doesn't matter to you. So why would you ask him? That's like, because me, when I decided I'm done getting a divorce, I can't do this anymore, I didn't ask my ex, what do you want? Because his answer would have been not to get divorced. But that was no longer an option. So, interesting that she did ask that question. I wasn't sure what she was asking about this question. But you can tell that he's holding on to hope um, with this particular question. So, back to the vote. They are talking. And the person does say that I am like to stay seated while they talk. But Jovi, he just gets up and he gets off the boat. He doesn't give a shit. Um, and he goes straight to the room. Yara does show up after. And she says, why did you text her? Then she says, you know, you hooked up with her before. So, like, why would you do that? Like, why do you still have her contact information? And he says, um, no, I didn't. <sighs> Jovi, Jovi, no one goes to Jamaica for a week with anyone, stripper or not, and not hook up with them at least once. Like, save it. <sighs> Plus, he again also said another point that they were a thing. He literally said on the boat in, in the moment, he literally said, or like an interview on the boat, literally said, yeah, like we were a thing. That ended. 
long before I met Yara. And in this moment, he says, no, we didn't hook up. Fucking stop lying. So she does end up going outside, I guess to get away from him. And she says that, you know, she does all of these things to look good for him. And then this was the kicker and this is what did it in for me. She says that he said that if she did not look good, he would not be with her. And he keeps saying, you know, it's not a big deal, but clearly for her it is. So when he said, or she says that he said this to her, which I 100% believe, this made me think, I'm like, okay, Yara is a beautiful girl. Beauty is on the outside, doesn't last forever. Eventually the beauty she has right now will change and morph. And are you really trying to tell me that even if she was 300 pounds or something, you wouldn't be with her. You wouldn't love her, the mother of your child. Come on. And it's the shallowness to me that drives me nuts with, with people. Like, have your type. I don't care. There's a difference between having the, the type you're interested in versus telling that person well you don't look good that I'm not going to stay with you like or I'm not going to be with you like come on because that's always going to be in the back of her mind that I have to look a certain way so that he doesn't leave me I have to do all of these things to look good for him so he doesn't leave me I fuck him and then it kind of brings me back to this point where, you know, she, after having Myla in, I think, one of the HA seasons, where she's like, oh, my, my boobs look like trash bags with pepperonis and whatever. And he was kind of like, oh, you don't need to have, you know, breast implants and whatever, like, you look fine. Now I understand why she said all of those things. Because I think actually wasn't it also he said that like her boots didn't look good anymore. She literally gave birth to your daughter and fed her with the boobs. Let me remind you men out there, our boobs are not for your fucking pleasure. They're alone to you. But then you're going to lose that fucking loan because when we have children and if we decide and if we can breastfeed our children, that's what's more important. That's why we have them. That's why we have them. Not for your pleasure. I'm going to let that sink in if it needs to sink in. I just didn't, I didn't like it hearing her say this and me thinking about everything that we've seen with them. He's an asshole. And he needs to understand that this is something that triggers her, that is maybe a boundary for her. 
and he needs to start learning to respect it. But I guess we'll see. But that is it for the last resort for this week. So if you like what you heard, please share Reality Tea Times 2 with everyone in your life. That's going to help with our growth. And we really want to grow this podcast. Another way you can grow it is by also rating and reviewing us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The links to those podcast links to the Spotify and Apple Podcasts will be in the show notes. You can find us on any of your favorite podcast apps, but if there is an app that you don't see us on that you want to see us on, please let me know and I can get that up on that podcast app. If you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube by going to Reality Tea Times Two. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by connecting with us on either Facebook at Reality Tea Times Two or Instagram and Threads at Reality Tea Times Two Podcast. You can also email us. We would love to hear from you. If you want to guest on the podcast at some point, whether we talk about your favorite show or just get to know each other, you can email us at realitytimes2 at hotmail.com and you can make that request and we can talk and we can figure that out. So you can email us at that email. We have a new website where you can get links to everything. You can get links to our Facebook page, Instagram page, threads, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything your heart's desire, as well as we do now have a Discord. So you can you can follow us and talk to us on the Discord app. You can get all of that information at the website. And the website is www.solo.to forward slash reality t times two. I also have a new podcast with my friend Mikkel called Next Take Podcast. And you can either listen to us at YouTube at the link that's going to be in the show notes. I believe that is Next Take Podcast. And you can also go to our website there. You can have all the links to all of our social medias, email, everything, our episodes as well will be at the website, which is www.solo.to forward slash next take podcast. All of the information, everything that I have just said will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye. Have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. 
and I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for our editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Aludu, you can create clips, you can do your ads, that's just like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of buttons. You can also use Aludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find our show notes just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software. software.